three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is Hunter here. I hope you're having a great start to your week. By the time you hear this, it'll be February the 1st. So happy Black History Month. And <laughs> oh, what a way to start with Black History Month. I just realized this will hit at midnight. So womp womp. Um, so I have a review here for Fatal, which is... Uh, which is a movie that exists, and I'm gonna be honest with all all of y'all. I am so happy I get to talk to you about this because this movie, to call it insane, is an insult to insane. This movie is batshit crazy, and I really, really want to know what the process of this was. But here we are, anyways. So. This movie stars uh, Michael Ely and Hilary Swank. Michael Ely, of course, you know what's weird is Michael Ely is almost turning into that brother for for movies like this. Like he uh, he did the um, uh, the perfect guy uh, where he is the crazy one uh, stalking uh, uh, stalking uh, Sana uh, Lafan, where he's stalking her, which. I was like, my God, this movie. I, I never reviewed it, but I definitely watched it and remember thinking this is fucking nuts. It's stupid, but it's fun. And then if you haven't seen it, he did that movie with Megan where he started with Megan Good. Uh that movie called uh that movie called The Intruder, where Dennis Quaid is the one who is um who is uh stalking them. So what I appreciate about this, so David Lowry, he has written, this is kind of his bag. This genre, this almost scaring black people subgenre that he has, it's really weird what he's written. So he wrote Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, which I can't believe he wrote that. Uh, he wrote uh, Passenger 57, which I fucking love. He wrote Money Train. Uh, and Tom and Huck, which is so random, back in 95, didn't he didn't write anything for 13 years. And the first thing he came back with was Lakeview Terrace, which is Samuel Jackson being an asshole cop, stalking this interracial cl- uh, couple, uh, Patrick Wilson and Kerry Washington. Then he moved on to Obsess, which is uh, Ali Larder uh, stalking Idris Elba while he's married to Beyonce. And then we got Blindsided, which I do not know what that is. Oh, it's Michael Keaton movie. I haven't even heard. Oh, of him, Michelle Monaghan. I do remember that, which I think I did like. And then we got, uh, then he did Nurse, which is that movie where uh, Katrina Bolden is like stalking guys and killing them, uh, like uh, cheating guys. Like, holy crap, I remember that was in a sense. And then we get The Intruder, and then we get Fatal. Uh, or, yeah, so. Really weird, really weird history with him. <laughs> like th- that's what he's doing. The director, of this is Dean Taylor, who has directed some really again random stuff. He directed Meet the Blacks, 
Uh, he directed uh, the, the Intruder, the aforementioned Intruder. He directed uh, Supremacy with uh, with uh, Derek Luke and Mahershala Ali. Uh, he directed Traffic, not that Traffic, the one with Paula Patton and Omar Epps in it. So he's done just some very random movies, but this movie goes ahead and picks up with Michael Ely's uh, Derek. He is. Yeah, Derek. Derek is a sports broadcaster. He, uh, not broadcaster, pardon me, a sports agent. Him and his partner, uh, I can't remember if you say it, Raph or Ray. I think it's Raph. Played by Luke Cage himself, Mike Coulter. Love that dude. So here's the thing about this movie. This is an 80s thriller. That's exactly what it is. It knows exactly what it's trying to be. It is cheesy as hell. And at the end of the day, that's okay. If you know you're supposed to be just a cheesy piece of crap, lean into that. Don't to quote the uh, what was it 99 or the 2000 Shaft film. You know you're too you're a two bit drug dealer. Stick to what you know. This movie knows exactly what it is, and I have to say the part that surprised me the most, Hillary Swank is Hillary Swank. I, I know it's been actually it hasn't been that long. She was just in that Netflix show that unfortunately got canceled, but. Hilary Swank is one of those actresses just off Million Dollar Baby and Boys Don't Cry Alone. She's an incredibly special actress. I really don't think she gets enough credit for how great she really is most of the time. Um, uh, I Am Mother. That's what I was thinking of. But when she's been on BoJack uh, as Joey, I thought she was great on there. Hilary Swank can still, I believe, be an incredibly efficient uh, actress again, two-time Oscar winner. Like, let's not forget that she knows what she's doing. But in this, she leans so into being Val, uh, uh, Detective Val Quinian, uh, uh, Quin Lan. Pardon me. I love the fact she leans into the campiness of this because this movie is campy as shit. One thing that I've noticed outside of the end dance number for an animated film which drives me nuts most of the time when animated uh, kids films do that voiceovers to start off a movie i think it's one of the laziest uh it's one of the laziest narrative pieces of structure that exists in film today it was this movie start off with <laughs> it starts off with narration the voiceover by michael ely's derek and I, I believe I have it almost word for word here because um, it just it killed me. He goes, I was always a smart one, the one who played the win. But then I took my eye off the ball. And just like that, the rules of the game changed. <laughs> it's 
like, oh, for fuck's sake, I would just wait for him to go. I'm walking down a winder road by myself. Like, like that shit. I was like, dude, shut up. And he goes, I was, I was no longer playing to win. This was a new game. I'm playing for my life now. And then fatal flashes on the screen. And I went, yep, this is exactly what I needed. Because I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I got a screener for this. Thank God I got a screener for this. Because I looked what this is to rent on Amazon. Last I checked. And this was a week or so ago. It's like 20 bucks to rent this. And I'll tell you right now, do not pay 20 bucks to rent this. But the movie starts off with Derek and, and Rafe. Uh, Raph, I'll just say Raph. Uh, them going ahead talking, being um, realizing that their sports agency is bringing in all these clients, bringing in all this money, uh, so much so that this other firm is looking to buy them. Like they're like they are at that point in their lives as black men that they are independent. And while again, this movie is cliche soup, it is. It's actually kind of an insult to even call it cliche. It's an insult to cliche to call it cliche, but. What I appreciate about this is that this is a like it's a black movie with black actors and actresses, but it really is a thriller. But you get to see some good shit with black people. Seeing these two brothers build this company up really from nothing, just the two of them. That's a cool thing to see. And there is a cameo by an NBA player that <laughs> that it made me go, yep, this is perfect. I love this movie. Uh, it's such a, it's such a beautifully bad cameo, but but they're celebrating. They're like, hell yeah, you know, we are we are what we've wanted to be, independent, working for ourselves. And and that is a really cool message, I think. Um if there's one thing you can take away from this. But they go ahead and go to Vegas. I believe it's uh uh I can't remember why they go to Vegas it's for a bachelor party, I want to say. Uh so they go ahead and go to Vegas. Uh, Derek is having relationship issues with uh, Tracy, who's his wife, played by uh, the, uh, the, uh, Demars Lewis, who I uh, remember as uh, Odetta from Black Klansman. So I was like, oh, it's cool to see her. And Jasmine in Pose. If you haven't seen Pose, well worth your time if you haven't watched Pose. But watching them together, I thought they actually had really good chemistry, go figure. The thing that made me laugh is that she's very much playing that kind of that stereotype black woman where it just feels like she's getting angry at him at points really for no reason. And I'm just like, Oh, could we like not just do that with her? Unfortunately, the, the relationship doesn't get much more defined than their tension, which I would have liked to have seen maybe some flashbacks uh, of them happy before we kind of got off on this, on this road here. But the movie just kind of bypassed that, so, you know, whatever. But, you know, they're toasting everything they've built. So, basically, Derek meets Val on this dance floor in Vegas. Uh, you know, they have the confrontation on the dance floor. You know, oh, you know, what are you doing here? And they're, they're actually, sorry, he meets her at a bar. You know, and they're kind of flirting. And, you know, they go on the club and starting to dance. I have to say, too, Raph is such a shitty friend because... Derek confides in him before they go out to this club and kind of go to get their, uh, as the kids say, their swerve on. I know the kids don't say that anymore, but <laughs> they go out to the dance club, go and have some fun. And Derek is confiding in Raph, like, like brother, I'm, you know, I'm hurting. Me and Tracy, we're not getting along. You know, the marriage just hurts and da da da. 
Like he's really confiding to him, like in, in a very emotional way. And in Raph's advice is take your right wing off. Like for tonight you are not single, which I went, that's not how being married works, brother. Like you, <laughs> that's not, you, you don't just get a hall pass whenever the fuck you want. Like I was really irritated by that. And the fact that Derek had a little pushback on that, I get he's stressed, but I'm like, dude, come on now. So that was something in particular I kind of rolled my eyes at, but goes ahead and meets Val. They kiss on the dance floor. Derek ends up sleeping with her. And this is the moment I went, oh, you dumb fucking fool. Derek wakes up, wakes up the next morning. She's all, you know, like, hey, like, how'd you sleep? You know, that, that, uh, that, you know, that fun stuff. So here is where I went. You need to fucking leave. She goes ahead and wakes up and is trying to find his phone to go ahead and sneak out. And she wakes up and he goes, oh, hey, where's my phone? I can't find it. She goes, oh, I put it in my I put it in the room safe because I didn't want you leaving without saying bye. And he's kind of like, the fuck? OK. And then, I mean, you could have put it on your side of the bed. That would have probably sufficed. But he but she goes, you know. I think I might remember if you come over and fuck me again. Uh, you know, like he even goes, I've got to fuck it out of you. And she goes, well, if it's not too much trouble now, I'll be the first to admit one hotline. Uh, <laughs> I was like, damn. Okay. Two, if you're him, you've already cheated. This is one of those times where your brain should go. Oh, Hey, red flag. Nice to meet you. The fact she's already willing to lock up your fucking phone. That screams clingy AF, as the kids would say. And yet, he goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm here, might as well, and fucks her again. And I was like, well, you're really dumb. Why the fuck would you do that, you you doofus? So, of course, uh, the other thing is, too, he gets his phone back, and they never at any point show him go through his phone. I'm sorry, if you pass out, she's willing to lock up your phone, Maybe she's putting a tracker on your phone. Maybe she put her number in your phone. Like, like you, you kind of need to, you, you kind of need to go, um, maybe I should look up my phone, but he never does. Um, so the whole plot then is that he, he someone breaks into the, him, Tracy's house. Uh, and then the person who's assigned to the break in, guess who it's Val. And, if that is too much of a coincidence for you, the rest of the movie might make your head explode <laughs> because that is the least of the film's problems. But again, I have to say, I laughed so hard throughout all of this. There, there's Hillary Swank's Val has some of the most vicious ass just burns on Derek that I went, man, you are in the shittiest situation because it's bad enough to be in a shitty situation, but to have someone talk shit to you about it on top of that is maddening. There's this point where he's talking to her one-on-one, uh, -on -one, by the way, like he's in an interrogation room and I won't harp on this, but one, uh, but one thing I appreciate is he, him being a black man the film doesn't hammer this home, but there is the undertone of, hey, this is a black man who is well off and he still is in an interrogation room with a police officer without a fucking lawyer. Like there are those points where you go, hmm, 
hmm, like this is like this is intense as far as the as far as the not just the implication, but showing you, uh, you know, a black man, even though he's succeeded, still being treated so shitty uh, by the cops. Like, that's something that I really was like, wow, that's that's really intense. And I'm weirdly impressed that a movie would actually go ahead and and show that. Uh, something about Hillary Swank's Val that had me just laughing. So Val is a drinker, and they show very they show very often that you know like oh she loves to have a drink, and you find out that Hillary Swank has a history of her drinking getting her to, into trouble with her job, and when you find out. <laughs> Oh, when you find out what happens there, it's such a wonderful, wonderful surprise. <laughs> that was something that just made me incredibly happy because it's just this additional layer of insanity that makes this movie such a guilty pleasure for me. But there's that scene where Val interrogates uh, Derek for the first time and she rips into him in a way that I went Oh, she's fucking nuts. This is really bad for you. She goes, you know, you're sorry. You're sorry you got caught in your own lies, especially when they damage other people. And the look she gives him, I went, eek. And then not more than a minute later goes, oh, our time in Vegas has no bearing over my ability to do my duties. And I went, um, that's not good. He looks up a news article on her that says disgraced detective avoids charges. And I remember out loud going, oh, Shaggy, that's bad. <laughs> that is a bad omen for you. But it's it's so it's so great. There's so since Val ends up becoming the lead detective on the investigation, she is at the house quite a bit either talking to the wife there's a moment where he comes home and he uh where Dirk comes home and Val is there with Tracy and and Val drops this this bitchy ass line about you know I want to see the the house in the daytime you know sometimes people uh you know people in the day uh people aren't the same in the day as they are at night and I was like God damn! And and the thing about <laughs> the thing about Derek, this poor bastard. Yes, he clearly should have been fucking around on his wife. Um, I will personally say I don't think it's as bad as how it is, and I'll let the movie explain why I don't think what he did is so bad. But the thing about this that's so insane is that. <laughs> Is that I remember the moment I saw Luke Cage and his swagger in the movie, I thought, oh, this is definitely there's definitely something that he's doing. And again, I don't want to even spoil any of this because it gets so insane. But I remember thinking, oh, he's doing that. And when you find out when you get to the part in the movie, you'll you'll understand exactly what I mean. But my God, this movie is I even I even timestamped it. There is a point where Val has this confrontation with her ex-husband and at the 50 minute and 17 second mark, pause your screen. The face that she makes is so like feral and intense. It genuinely scared the crap out of me, but I couldn't stop laughing. It's all Hillary Swank. Oh, it was fucking incredible. But but to wrap this up, because there are some things I really didn't like. I like Michael Ely's performance. I think Hillary Swank, like as, as I said, really does commit 
Mike Coulter is really fun in this. He's such a goon, but he's a lot of fun. It's nice to see him play more of a cocky asshole. Uh, Damaris Lewis, like I said, seeing her in, in Black Klansman, I really enjoyed her. So I was really stoked to see her again. And she's, I think she's, uh, I think she's great in this uh, as well. So, and everyone has chemistry with each other, which is really nice. So the, the stuff that's, you know, quote bad, it's, it's kind of supposed to be bad. You actually get to see some, some, uh, a little nudity. You get to see some Hillary Swank, bud, which I was like, good for you, girl. I mean, Hillary Swank is 46 and she looks amazing. Like I was like, good for you. Um, yeah, you get some actual, a little bit of sex, which I was like, oh, go figure. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was dumb. It's dumb as fuck, but man, it is fun as fuck for me, too. So, I'm gonna give this a... Ooh. Okay, yeah, it's not worth 20 bucks to rent right now. <laughs> that's the big thing. Like, eh, that's that's steep. But if I, if I saw this on an early matinee, I'd probably... I probably would have gone, you know what? This would be a perfect Saturday, uh, Sunday, eh, Sunday morning. See this after I go to Mimosa Brunch <laughs> sort of movie. I'd go, you know what? That was fun. That was stupid, but that was fun. So I'm going to give this a B minus seems, seems too generous. Um, damn, I'm really genuinely kind of torn on my grade. Damn. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go B minus. I can't believe I'm giving this a B minus, but I had fun with this. And like I said, it it's dumb enough to be fun. Watch this with a group again when it's safe to, um, and roast it and have fun. I enjoyed this, so I mean, I'll I will buy this on Black Friday when it's like ten bucks. Like this will be a perfect ten dollar movie for me though. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed this. It's fun. But uh. Fatal, have you seen it? What do you think? Let us know in the comments. You can go ahead and like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. Follow Scott on Twitter at NearmanTheFirst. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and TuneUp at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. This is the first film in our Black Cinema series. We'll have other stuff uh, for Black History Month, including a review of MLK, uh, MLK FBI, which I'm really excited to watch. A couple of episode reviews of some of my favorite Boondocks episodes, review for Watchmen and Malcolm X, along with more stuff, uh, including our best and worst of, which will be live on uh, on uh, February 9th. I'm really excited to get those reviewed, best and worst of. My favorite reviews of the year. So excited to uh, get those out to y'all. But please stay safe out there, everyone. Wear a mask, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon.